Hello, this is Rabbi Mark Soloway. Welcome to A Dash of Drush, weekly reflections on our world through the lens of Torah. I'm sitting in my sukkah. It feels so good to be sitting in the sukkah. It looked like Sukkot was, before Sukkot started, it was pouring with rain, then we had some beautiful days, and then it started snowing. But now the snow's melted and I'm sitting in my sukkah. In the background, you might just hear the, the, the dripping of the remaining melting snow. And it feels like such a gift to be able to just sit here in this sukkah and be present here whilst so much around us is, is on fire. I mean, I'm just thinking about the, the fires in Napa and Sonoma and Northern California, just the, the way in which the, the world feels so unsafe in so many ways. And, and here I am sitting in this sukkah. And I'm contemplating the whole idea of the Ushpizin, the guests. There's this idea that we, we invite in different guests and um, just thinking about the people, the actual people and the, and the sort of imaginary people or the ancestors who've joined us in this sukkah this year. It's just so wonderful sitting here right now on my own, but just the people who've wandered in, the people who've just sat down for a minute, people who've like drunk a lechaim or had a meal. And there's just something about the abundance of, of guests and hospitality and and what those guests uh, represent. The tradition is each night of Sukkot to invite in a different energy, a different presence. The seven holy shepherds of our tradition, um, Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, Moses, Aaron, Joseph, and King David. And each of them has a different quality that they embody that we, we bring into our Sukkot. And sometimes, you know, people have the tradition of of going around with their guests and saying, who do you want to invite in the sukkah? What, what women and men from our tradition or from your own ancestry or even mythical figures might you want to, to be here right now? And during the course of Sukkot, <laughs> there's, been some, there's been some good ones, some, some good guests. My old friend, uh, Rabbi Joshua, Yehoshua Engelman in Jerusalem, um, wrote a beautiful melody to the piece of liturgy where we invite in those those guests. Azmin lesudati ushpizin ilain Avraham Yitzchak Yaakov ushpizin ilain Moshe v'aharon ushpizin Yosef David It's so um, so powerful to to be in this in this time of, of, of these rituals that we feel with our whole bodies, being in the sukkah with our whole bodies and the sensory experience. Um, just had such a impactful day on Sunday. There was this uh, grand opening of the of the barn of Milk and Honey Farm at the Boulder JCC across the street here. It was such a lovely event and I got to hang out in this little sukkah and teach all of these children with wide open eyes and hearts about the the ritual of, of shaking the lulav and the etrog, taking those 
those four species from nature and shaking them. And I wrote a blog about this, um, the Etrog blog. <laughs> but there's but something just 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 really remarkable about seeing these these young, beautiful, innocent um, kids just with 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 so much hope <laughs> and love, you know, and and just what they what they shared. Um, my friend Ivy shared with me that uh, her daughter Yona, who was in the sukkah at, at the synagogue at Bonne Shalom on Saturday night, and she was she was singing quietly and sweetly to herself, you know. And the the following morning, um, her mama asked her what she was singing about, and she said she said I was singing about people's hearts and loving people's hearts. And then she said. If we love each other's hearts, then we can all finally be happy. And I, that stuck with me as I was as I was teaching these these children about about lulav and etrog. I said, you know, this this comes from your heart. You hold these this bundle of nature in in your two hands against your heart, and then you shake it in the six directions. Uh, you know, the four cardinal directions east and uh, south and west and north and then up and down and it's like you take what's in your heart and, and offer it to the world offer our our prayers and blessings to the world and I could feel I could feel those kids really responding to that in in, in the similar way to, to Yona's beautiful prayer song that she shared and then as I as I wrote about I went from that experience to to visit to visit a 95-year-old Holocaust survivor in hospital who had fallen and broken her hip and was pretty laid out and out of it. And I took the Lulavanetrog to her and just the the emotional and spiritual impact of that on her, but on me too, as she took that etrog and rubbed it against her face like it was a precious jewel. And then she smelled it and the smell evoked all of these memories and she shared her childhood memories of her Sukkot back in her family home of ten siblings and a loving and religious family in the Carpathian Mountains which has been Czechoslovakia and Hungary and is now Ukraine and and just the the love in that in that family and she was sharing with me how her mother taught the children how to how to do this this mitzvah Taking these 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 wonderful pieces of nature and shake them around in those in those six directions, and the smells and the the tastes that she remembered the the walnut stuffed cakes and the stuffed cabbages and the the fruits and the flowers and the vegetables and the it was just so so rich and so beautiful, and I was just feeling like that connection to to ancestors, uh, our actual line of ancestors, and all of those, all these people who've been doing these incredible rituals for generations and generations and generations. Coming to the end of this cycle of holidays, 
It's a pretty intense month. It's almost the whole month of of holidays, and they're beautiful, and they're rich, and they're exhilarating, and they're deep, and they're exhausting. I'm exhausted. But the final, the final, the final round. We have this reminder that nothing ever ends. It's a cycle. On Thursday night and Friday morning, is we're going to be celebrating Simchat Torah. And Simchat Torah, the joy of Torah, is where we, we take the Torah scrolls and we dance and dance and dance with them. And we end, on Friday morning, we end the the whole Torah. We read the very last words from the, the fifth and final book of Torah, the book of Deuteronomy. And then immediately we start again and read the first the first chapters of, of Bereshit, of of Genesis, the, the, the cycle, the circle, the circle and the cycle of life, you know. And it's so lovely that the the very last letter of the Torah is a lamed, which is the end of the word Yisrael, Israel. And that lamed then links us to the first letter of the Torah, which is the bait of Bereshit. And the Lamed and the Beit together spell the word Lev, which is heart. And so all of this beautiful intention of, of, of the mitzvot, of these rituals coming from our hearts and sending energy into the cosmos from, from our hearts, the Torah too, as we end and begin a cycle, it reminds us everything between that Lamed and that Bet all of those those words, those hundreds of thousands of words of Torah are embraced in a heart. Everything that the Torah is hoping for us is about refining our hearts so that we can we can show up in this world with our with our fullness, with our full selves. There's a sense that that ritual of, of, of bringing in the guests you know the welcoming the guests is <laughs> not just um, others other people but the guests within ourselves you know we have to bring it all on <laughs> there's a wonderful poem by by Rumi the Sufi mystical poet Rumi um, who wrote a poem called the guest house this being human is a guest house Every morning a new arrival, a joy, a depression, a meanness, some momentary awareness comes as an unexpected visitor. Welcome and entertain them all, even if they are a crowd of sorrows who violently sweep your house empty of its furniture. Still, treat each guest honorably. He may be clearing you out for some new delight. The dark thought, the shame, the malice. Meet them at the door laughing and invite them in. Be grateful for whatever comes because each has been sent as a guide from beyond. Each has been sent. Each has been sent as a guide from beyond. We don't know who's going to show up at our door, whether our, the door of our sukkah or the door of our house or the door of our own heart. 
but there's this sense of being open enough to welcome whatever it is and whoever it is so that we can as we continue this dance this immense dance that our tradition offers it offers to us the dance that embraces that lave the lamid and the bet that uh, end and begin the Torah we're in that dance we take the Torah in our arms and we dance and then the day after Simchat Torah it's Shabbat Bereshit and we start the whole cycle of reading again and we're different this year than we were last year so the stories are different what we receive what we drink in from those stories is different but we need to have an openness to it you know many people hear me say when when we open the ark where the Torahs are are housed we open the ark either to just stand in front of the open ark or take the Torahs out to read from them or dance with them that moment of opening is like a a time capsule to Mount Sinai and just as the ark is open we, we imagine our own hearts opening to receive the Torah so as we as we dance, as we welcome in our guests, as we enjoy those of us who are able to enjoy these last days of Sukkot, send our blessings to people in the path of, of fires and people still, still uh, cleaning up after the, the, the destruction of the earthquakes and hurricanes. Those of us who are able to sit in this simple Sukkot and prepare ourselves for that that dancing that dancing from a place of openness where we we dream of new possibilities for our for our year and for our world through the sweetness of celebrating the torah there is no end there is no beginning there's just a constant cycle and that's why we dance around in a circle. The circle, the hakafot. May we dance, may we be open, may we receive all the blessings that the Torah and our sacred calendar have to offer us as we begin again. Dash and Drush, and we will see you next time.